Hello, and welcome to the Twist Modern Podcast. I am your forever friend and host of the Twist Modern Podcast, and my name is Josh. Um, on the show, we are here to twist your arm into new experiences and views that you might not normally be looking for. Uh, last week, we had a good friend named Travis on the show explaining to us why he doesn't do any sort of entertainment streaming. It was an extremely fun interview, and I highly recommend checking it out. Um, just that that aspect is crazy to me, someone not streaming. Um, so definitely check it out. You can find it wherever you stream podcasts, except for Spotify, although I'm working on it right now, I promise. Like us on Facebook and Instagram and all things um, social media, and subscribe to us on YouTube for all of our weekly videos. This week and next week's episode are a little different. We're interviewing the crew. Um, that's why I'm the only one talking at the at the beginning here, and I'm stumbling over everything because I'm awful at doing this by myself. Um, so this week, we're doing a Meet the Crew episode where we meet our good friends Jesse and Evan. And we're going to start today with Jesse. He's here. How are you doing? I am doing well. F***ing save me from talking by myself. <laughs> well, you know... It's a it's a skill that not everyone is born with, but it is a skill that can be built upon and learned. Yeah, and I so, I even have everything written out over here. I'm just I'm just f-ing up all over the place. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, you get better over time. I uh, I think the easiest way for me to do it was to put it on a giant screen, like if oh, you have yeah. a, a TV screen that you can put your script on. <laughs> just put it up there so that you can zone out and not pay attention to anything on, other than the words, but. I'll always, it's hard to do that and, that's and a good sound idea. naturalistic, so it's understandable. Yeah. Always learning, always learning. Well, it's good to have you on the show. Um, it's great to have a little bit of a interview with you. I don't think we've ever... No, we had an interview like years and years ago, kind of. Yeah. You you were like just on the show. It was kind of a hangout. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a good episode. Uh, it was the Rogue One special, I believe, wasn't it? I think that was that was one of them. I think my first episode on Twist My Arm was the humongous what viral video. Oh, episode. right. <laughs> and that episode is called Humongous What, and I I believe it's the third or fourth ever episode of Twist My Arm podcast. You can find that on SoundCloud in the TMA Classics folder. Definitely, that was a good episode. Holy shit! Ah, okay, all right. Don't worry, I'm gonna bleep everything out. <laughs> that was a long time ago, though. That would have been 2015. Uh, 2014. I think it was 20, 2015. Yeah, it was. It was one of the first episodes. Man, so, time flies. Yeah, holy cow. Um, but it's good. It's good to have you back. Um, and yeah, I I had this whole thing. Well, should should we maybe talk about kind of how we decided to come back? Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's exactly, that's exactly what's going on here. Um, (laughs) I mean, just glad to have you back this week because you were on last week for the interview. So it's good to have you back on for sure for this week's show. Um, yeah, it's a little palate cleanser almost. Yeah. A little bit. It's a little, I don't know, refresher or something. I I don't know. But again, this, I like to call it audio sorbet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Does that come with fudge or any sort of like caramel or anything? No, sorbet. You've clearly never had sorbet. No, I haven't. 
Maybe I have. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. But anyway, it's it's not a podcast about sorbet. <laughs> no, it is not. Um, we have known each other, Jesse and I, for a really, really long time. Um, probably since first grade, I think. Kindergarten, first grade. First so grade? yeah, what? I mean, that's twenty-five years. Yeah, it's been twenty-five years. It's been a long time. Uh, we used to <laughs> spit on each other on the swings. Uh, <laughs> we were in the same like prestigious reading class together. That was fun. Yeah. That was a good time. Um, but good lord, it. I mean, twenty-five years. Holy cow! And still kicking. Great friend of mine, and I'm excited to have him on the show and and making this show with us he's he's been an, an integral part of twist my arm and what we're doing moving forward and i just kind of want to wanted to get a little insight on the man the myth the legend jb j money <laughs> jables i don't know whatever it is um and just, just if you, you know, get if to you know play you. video games if you play video games on playstation look for jables of legend that's me <laughs> <laughs> see there it is jeez um yeah but uh, so you you weren't originally from Colorado though, were you? Well, I mean, originally, originally, which I guess is redundant. Um, I am from Colorado. I was born in Fort Collins. Oh, okay. And okay. I spent a little bit of time here, and then we moved out to the East Coast. Uh, my grandfather on my mother's side lives in Pennsylvania, rural Pennsylvania, but uh, near enough to Pittsburgh to root for the Steelers and ah. not the Eagles. Ah, hence, um, hence the Steelers love. Yeah, so we uh, we spent, uh, I think, my first six or seven years there, and then we moved back to Colorado. Most of the family was out here in Colorado, and Mom tended to get a little homesick. So okay. we moved back out, and then, uh, yeah, I would have been six because my brother was born also here in Colorado. So Okay. Been here pretty much ever since. I've had a couple little stints back on the East Coast uh, working seasonal jobs and just kind of avoiding responsibility but right um, and i wanted to talk a little bit about that too you worked at, at a place in maine right what um it's yeah. a little restaurant um, out there yeah there's a very very small town in maine called winter harbor and um i, I want to say their normal population like non-seasonal population is like eight or nine hundred people normally it's a very small town but it's absolutely beautiful it's it's on the um, Skudik Peninsula, which is part of the very close to Acadia National Park, gorgeous, gorgeous area, like rocky beaches, tall, tall trees, um, you know, wonderful oceanside temperatures. Uh, I've never been there in the winter, and I don't recommend trying that. Mm. I hear it gets pretty brutal. Uh, but in the summer, it's an amazing place. I mean, Martha Stewart has a place up around there. Um, you know, several presidents have summer homes in the area. It's uh, the the bigger area, the bigger town in the area is Bar Harbor, or as they say, Bahaba. Bahaba. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like the Boston accent, but it's even better. I, I love it even more than I love the Boston accent, yeah. honestly. Um, the Upper East Coast accent yeah, was, is a lot different for sure. New Hampshire. And yeah, the, the yeah, main it it's depends different. on. <laughs> yep, depends on which part of the East Coast you're on. So yeah, um, but but the history in that place is insane, man. Like Absolutely. they were, they were stoking the fires of the Revolutionary War before we were officially in it. There was guys up there going like, uh, "Yeah, we're not okay with that." So <laughs> it was pretty. It was cool. Like I learned a lot of stuff while I was there. I was just working as a line cook at this restaurant, and it was. I mean, it was one of the best experiences I ever had, um, and. Maine, if you get a chance to go to Maine, 
just go. It's it's beautiful. I love it. Go I, in the summer again. I went. Just don't go in the winter. I went a couple <laughs> of years ago um, with uh, Kylie because her grandparents live in New Hampshire, and mm. so we went out there to visit her grandparents, and uh, we went and spent the day in Maine at uh, Old Orchard Beach. Was that close? Is that close to where you were? So here's the thing. Uh, if you look really closely at the coast of Maine on a map, uh-huh. you'll notice that it's like one million tiny little oh, okay, okay, divots okay. and inlets sure. and islands and bays. And that, and I guess bays. That, that makes sense. Um, and that map changes depending on what time of day it is because tide is real. There. Sure. So. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, everybody says go for the lobster and uh, lobster is good and that is the best place to get it. But go there for like the supreme ultimate piece that exists just like five minutes off of any road oh man it's it's you're driving up coastal highway one and anywhere that you choose to go could possibly be the most beautiful spot you've ever seen so yeah highly recommend it it. is incredible out there the the amount of like you said the trees out there (laughs) is uh, just driving through forests constantly and then the the beach out there in, in maine was breathtaking i mean there was they had like red algae at the point at that time or something it wasn't like oh wow toxic or anything so you could still swim in the ocean and stuff um but it it you know turned the water red so it was well kind of crazy you know depending on how you feel about this sort of thing it's also the most haunted state in the union yeah that's why stephen king lives there and most of his books take place in In maine Maine. yep that that makes a lot of sense so yeah and i'm not I, you know, I'm not trying to start a fight with my wife, but uh, I'm not the biggest believer in ghosts necessarily. Oh, okay. But when I was in Maine, I mean, I got it, dude. Like, I understood it. I was like, okay, yeah, this place is probably haunted. Yeah. Like, if if anywhere is haunted, it's Maine. Yeah, that and that makes sense. You know, like that's kind of one of the oldest places in America. Yeah. So, and I mean, that's one of the oldest places in the world. I guess you could say this. Whatever. I'm 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 an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, not a geography podcast. I think would be all right. Not a big one, but um, so but so you basically you've you've lived in Colorado, essentially your your whole adult life. Um, oh yeah. Aside from the couple of years, or what I guess summers that you spent in Maine. Um, yeah, I've, I've been back a couple of times, uh, but yeah, I've I've lived in Colorado. Yeah. The entire time I've been classified as an adult. Do you ever go back to Pennsylvania at all and visit? Um, I. I haven't. It's one of those things that, you know, sometimes you feel bad about because you know that you got family in different places. But sure. my grandfather is um, very tenacious and he likes to take cross country road trips anyway. Okay. So it, it's one of those, you know, he's also from that older generation. So he, if he sees us once a year, but when it really matters, then that's good enough. And I think we're all okay with it, you know? Like, right. We all get that he doesn't necessarily want to live here, but <clears throat> we love seeing him and he loves driving, so it kind of works out. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah. And so then what what keeps you here in Colorado? What what keeps you from going to a place uh, like, like Maine or a place like Pennsylvania or something like that? The thing that I really like about Colorado in general is the people. Like, there's such a, there's such an interesting mix of people here um, as far as, you know, backgrounds of socioeconomic status and political ideologies and things like that and because of that it's one of the few states to me that really feels like it's actually you know like purple 
during the election and stuff like that. So what I feel like that means is that filtered down to a local level, you just get a lot of average people that kind of agree on most things, right? Like right. There's, there doesn't seem to be like too much um, tension on the streets here um, from my perspective. So even in a time like this where tension is high everywhere, it still feels like it's a safe place to be because it feels like everybody here kind of has each other's backs. Like we have the Colorado family vibe going of like, you know what? We're kind of out West and doing our own thing already anyway. So let's all just, you know, let's all keep doing that. And it seems to be working out. And, you know, even before the year 2020, it just has always felt pretty, pretty equal here to me. Like as far as the mix of people and, you know, the way that it feels on a day to day basis. And it, I, I mean, the place is physically gorgeous, too. I mean, oh, having the mountains, you know, 10, 15 minute drive away is just that's always an awesome thing. And there's parks all over the place. There's a lot of open space. I you know I feel like I can take my kid outside and let her walk around. You know, she's not it's not it's not a big city where I live. So I really like the mixture of having nature right there, but also the convenience of modern society. So yeah, I think yeah. Colorado has a nice little nice little niche carved out for itself or however you say that word it, yeah it's a good i definitely agree it's a good mix um that's yeah that's why i stay here as well it's it's just a lot of good people here you know a lot of good uh like you said everybody has everybody's back for the most part um yeah so yeah uh um like we were saying earlier you have kind of been with this podcast pretty much since the beginning um you partook in one of the very first episodes and then you actually partook in the first star wars review episode which was <laughs> rogue one because um, we, we started the show after force awakens came out and so rogue one was technically yep. the first ever star wars movie that i reviewed and you were there with me so that's pretty cool um but, but <laughs> i was trying to show up as like I fully intended to go into that movie with my arms crossed and come out going, well, had this been a Star Trek movie, I would have liked it much more. But I, it was one of those things where I just had to get over it because it was a pretty good movie. It was really good. I was pleasantly surprised for sure. Yeah. Um, but then you joined us as a host for a while um, and really helped uh, uh, boost what we were doing with the podcast. Um, we, we went a little to the left after a while. Um, and just kind of stuck with some pop culture things, which, you know, is fun and stuff. Um, but then you ended up kind of taking a break from the show to start a family, um, which, holy <laughs> holy cow, I'm, I'm extremely proud yeah. of you. You have a beautiful well, family. You. Um, your girl I is she's, she's awesome. <laughs> yeah, they they've given me things I didn't even know I, I wanted or needed. You know, it's one of those... things that everybody has a a different take on but they all sound the same i think excuse me for the most part coming across a lot of people sound cliche i think but um but it's true though you when you get into that point the cliches actually make sense like you can make fun of it all you want but exactly and you start to realize why those cliches exist because they they usually mean a lot and they're they're usually pretty powerful right so yeah it's it's been i mean the last 18 months i mean even really the last two years two and a half years for our family has been an amazing up and down 
crazy wild ride, but it's been beautiful and wonderful, and we're very, very grateful to have each other for it. And it's, I mean, right now, I mean, we t- I think we may have talked last time, but we just moved, and we're settling in now, and <clears throat> it's just, you know, sunshine and, and rainbows right now. So, yeah. you know, we're and just trying to appreciate that as as long as we can because everything in life is temporary. So always Absolutely. appreciate the things that you have as hard as you can. But also, if you're going through something terrible, remember that that's temporary too. Absolutely. Um, I, uh, I, I've been extremely excited to, to watch that growth with you guys. Um, I've, I've kind of watched from the outside from the beginning and it's been ridiculously adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is we are that we are that couple we are frequently get yeah. the ew texts and the oh my gods and the yeah uh, but it's disgusting we're, we're fully <laughs> in it yep we're here for it and we are fully committed so but no i'm i'm extremely proud of you guys and it's it's wonderful to to see to see one of my friends doing so well um but you like i said you did kind of take a break for for all that and now you are back to the show um to yeah. lend your wonderful voice to the ears of our listeners um oh, much appreciated i'm gonna try <laughs> what what brought you back to it so um i talked a little bit about it in that that last episode the man who never streams that you should definitely check out wherever you check out podcasts but um as i was getting back into i don't want to say a normal version of work but as i was going back to work and everyone at work is adapting to the new normal at work. Mm -hmm. I was like, Hey, I think I could use this time to like get through a bunch of podcasts that I've been (laughs) meaning to listen to. So I started listening to a bunch of podcasts and it's, it's one of those things where you know that you're listening to it because for some reason, right. And you, you suspect that that reason might be emotional. And some of the shows that I was listening to just made me really go kind of, numb in the awe of the power of storytelling and the way that storytelling can be done with audio. And I was like, man, these are stories that, that are just beautiful and wonderful and tragic and should be heard. But everybody has these stories. Like, I mean, how do you choose which story to tell? And I don't, I still don't know the answer to that question, but I feel like there are literally 7 billion stories to tell. Right. And most people are, are not going to get the chance to have their story in front of anyone other than who they know. And I just, I started thinking about that, like, you know, some of the joy that could be shared and give other people hope is going to be missing just because there's no access to it. And at the same time, some of the tragedy is going to be missing and people aren't going to be able to put the right amount of effort toward the right thing, you know? So if there's any way that I could do any small thing to bring some of that into the world um i would really love to do that and then i was just it was kind of serendipitous because it happened to be my birthday so you texted me and said happy birthday and we hadn't really talked in a while we're not like you know in a fight we just were living our own lives for (laughs) a minute we're busy um (laughs) yeah and i was like oh josh has the exact thing I'm looking for. He has the platform to give access to stories and he likes to do that. And he's already doing it. And he already picked like a perfect name for this kind of thing 
where you can use stories and people's experiences to just present alternative viewpoints, not to cram a new belief down somebody's throat, but just to go, hey, here's what somebody else goes through life doing. And I think that last episode, again, is a great example of that because it's like, we're not trying to tell you, you need to cancel Netflix and Hulu and all this stuff. But here's a guy that doesn't have any of that stuff and he's fine. Well, and the, just the, the way that we're kind of going about it too, because he didn't just say, I don't like streaming. It was more of like, he had a, a legitimate like backstory and like past that drove him to not stream, you know, like, like for instance, I, I agreed with him on some things I've, I've obviously adapted and I stream everything, but like at the beginning of, of music streaming, I was not about it. I was still buying CDs. I still buy CDs to this day. I still buy DVDs to this day and, and hard copies of video games to this day just because of, uh, you know, his, he, he said he had like some trust issues and stuff when you're streaming. And like, I absolutely have like trust issues when I buy a game online and I'm like, okay, what happens if, you know, this goes down, all this money that I've spent is now down the drain because, you know, I bought it online. Well, and it's it's also a valid point, and I, for some reason, I kind of only apply it to movies, I think, um, because it, for me, it's probably because games are more transient in my life. Like, I'm going to play this game forever for, like, a couple of years. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, so that if I don't it's like if I suddenly don't have access to it, it probably won't matter. I mean, it, that's going to depend on where you're at with video games. You know, if you play right. a lot of video games and you need to have that access, then that's probably not going to be a, an acceptable option for you. But for me, it's like I'll buy a couple of games physically that I I just want to support the creator on. Mm-hmm. And then for the most part, I buy movies that I deeply believe in. But it's a valid point that, if they can start streaming movies and music and video games to you and charge you for it, then why would they give you the option to buy it physically? Right. Eventually. Right. right? Eventually they'll, they could just go, okay, we're not making DVDs and Blu-rays anymore. Right. So it's, it's a valid point. And it's just, you know, he, he's like you said, it's not like he has this crusade against streaming. It's just that he's like, I had already a system in place where I would watch things and play things that I liked. Right. And, I didn't see a reason to change it. <laughs> and and I'm a huge fan of, of sharing things too. Like you, you know me, I'm like, did you watch the show? Have you seen this movie yet? Have you done this yet? Right. And I'm like, I have it. You can borrow it. Like, and I, I love to be able to, uh, if, if I like Dr. Sleep, for instance, that movie, I absolutely loved it. I bought it on a whim. Cause I was like, eh, it looks okay. And I, d- I do this all the time. Um, I just, I'll buy something cause it looks okay. But if I end up loving it, I'm going to share that with, a lot of other people right now it's loaned out to probably the fourth person I've had it loaned out to just because I I want them to to watch it or experience it and like same with music if I could give you a hard copy of something now with Spotify it's a little easier but before you give a hard hard copy of a of an album and it just it it meant so much more to to do that but anyway that's (laughs) I don't know I I really really like that interview (laughs) I want to yeah and and so as an example like that's kind of what we're looking to do or that's what I'm looking to do with the show and I think so I had you know I asked Josh like hey what's the direction that you want to go because here's a thing that I think would work and it just sort of pans 
immediately into, oh, yeah, because everybody knows people that have good stories about their life or like right. an interesting thing that's a little bit different about them. So um, I think that, like I said, if you if you take that as an example, it's like, oh, OK, I'm not going to stop streaming, but I could see why somebody wouldn't. And right. now if one of my coworkers goes, I don't have Netflix, maybe I just won't make a snarky comment about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like maybe they have a reason. Maybe they're not just doing it to be a contrarian, you know? Right. <laughs> so on that topic, um, if, if if you can think of something on the fly, what would you say is one of your quirks, one of your weird things? Um, mine is not really, I mean, it's not technology related. I, oh, it doesn't have to I be. You know, like, with with this show, yeah, we're not yeah. doing it like all technology related. It's just right. Yeah, um, mine's actually. It'll. It's just gonna feel like a left turn. Um, but I don't let other people prepare my eggs, so <laughs> that means that I don't really get a lot of breakfast sandwiches at like McDonald's or Burger King. And if I do, I order it without the egg. Okay. What's wh- so, why? Why? What's what's up with that? It's too. It's it's too easy to screw up. Like. It, okay, a, a completely That's such a dad really thing to say. <laughs> no, just just a really completely perfect fried egg, and like a little bit too sloppy of a fried egg look really similar under certain lights. Okay, <laughs> so I'm not blaming the people that are behind <clears throat> the people in the kitchen that can't figure out what my egg is supposed to look like. Sure, I'm not blaming them. I'm blaming me for expecting them to know that. So I'm just I'm not going to deal with it. And if I want eggs, I will make them myself. I really like eggs, but I, I don't want anyone else to prepare them. Now, that that's not like a hard and fast rule. If my wife is making eggs, I'm going to eat the eggs. If, my, you know, if I can see somebody making the eggs, then I'll probably eat them. Sure. <laughs> I, I understand but, that. Yeah. That's all right, man. You know, I'm, I'm really interested to learn about Justin's bidet and squatty potty and why he insists on so much poop man hygiene (laughs) like here's the thing i have heard nothing but positivity about both of those things yeah it's just yeah i bet you i bet you what he's gonna do is try and just break down the taboo of talking about it because that's really the only thing as according to a lot of those people the only thing standing between them and (laughs) bathroom bliss is this taboo that they don't want to discuss their poop oh man well I, I I do I am excited to learn about it because I'm I'm kind of spearheading a campaign to get a bidet at my job so it'd be cool <laughs> it'd be cool to get a little more insight other than it just squirts your butt <laughs> you know like that's well that's all it is but at, but at some point that has to be enough right I at <laughs> some point I would think yes um, awesome so eggs that's I I guess I never uh, I guess I never realized that. I guess I've never made you yeah, eggs, so. <laughs> well, and I try not to draw attention to it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. if I'm at IHOP, I'm, get, I'm getting a cheeseburger. <laughs> sure. Yeah, all right. Makes sense. Um, so, it's... Thank you for doing this interview and doing this little, uh, you know, meet and greet thing. I wanted to go through a couple just... Uh, Quick things, because you'll be on the movement shows every once in a while. Uh, Jesse will make an appearance on our um, pop culture uh, podcast that we do called Movement, and so yes, just to kind availability of availability allowing, yeah, exactly. And it's it's not like 
every time, but there, there will be times. So just to get people aware of where you're thinking when it comes to pop culture things and, and stuff, I wanted to do a very basic um, rundown of some of your favorite things. So... Oh, okay. So, gotcha. so here on on this show, obviously, I talk a lot about Star Wars. Are you a Trekkie or are you Star Wars? I'm a Trekkie. Okay, all right, that's okay. We can we can live with that. <clears throat> live long and prosper. Yeah, uh, the thing about <laughs> the thing about it, Josh, is that it's not just one person listening to this podcast, right? It's many people. Absolutely. And the needs of the many. <laughs> God damn it. Outweigh the needs of the few. Ah, the one. Wow, you you, so you make a very that's, valid point, Captain. That's why I'm here. That's, yeah, that's why I'm here. That's a good, yep, yep. Um, and that's okay, because we do need a little bit more Trek insight uh, when it comes to that. I, I do like me some Star Trek, but I just don't, I don't steer in that direction as much. Um, I had I had CBS now for free for a month, and I squandered it. So I, you know... <laughs> I, I messed up, but moving on from there. That's cool. You a Marvel or DC guy? I'm a little bit of both. I lean Marvel, though. Okay. Marvel in my movies, DC in my issues, usually. Okay. Um, and, you know, I, I like the DC cartoons, um, but I don't really like the DC live-action movies as much as I like the Marvel live-action movies. I don't know. I think it's interesting how the Snyder Cut of Justice League is already like the most anticipated movie ever because it was just universally panned and it's like there's this whole group of people that are like no his version is actually the best movie ever made Oh, it's just that this got ruined and like there's too much hype for it man like there's no way this movie is that much better than it already is I right d- i do want to see it crash and burn a little bit just to see the like implosion of of wb <laughs> like i mean could you imagine if like people were already upset about batman yeah. vs superman and and justice league and stuff like could you imagine if they, well, they they've waited so long and petitioned so hard to get the snyder cut and i have nothing against Zack snyder like um, but I just I'm super interested because it feels I mean I wonder I would I would be interested to know how many people get HBO Max just so they can watch that and I'm sure there's no way to know that but I would be interested to know it if there is. I think there's a way so, we could figure that out when that comes out next June I think and we could probably pull numbers of subscription numbers before and after right. Yep. If anybody works at HBO and is hearing this, I'd love to do first-person research. Yeah, that'd be Anyways, great. Anyways, sorry, go ahead. Um, all right, yes. Yeah, so, so on superheroes, who's your favorite superhero? Oh, man. Out of all of the superheroes, I, I have. can I give one of each? Yeah, absolutely. Like a superhero yeah. and a villain? Okay, so I love Magneto, and I call him a villain. And I love <laughs> Silver Surfer. Call him a villain. So I think I might go silver surfer and magneto are do you not think magneto's a villain no he is he's a villain oh okay okay but, but i love him okay okay so. um what is uh what's your least favorite superhero who is your least favorite superhero i mean it's probably spider-man I j- it's just like really i just like <laughs> I don't it's one of those things you know he may <clears throat> maybe he's just not my cup of tea 
and maybe I don't have a real explanation for it. But I feel angry when I talk about Spider-Man, and I don't know why. So maybe it's something I'll need to look into. Yeah, man, you might, you definitely might need to look into that. Is it, I mean, I can understand hating Spider-Man after Spider-Man three, and then just being over it and not wanting anymore. No, but it, you know, I feeling don't know anger what it was because <laughs> I really liked the Spider-Man cartoon in the nineties. Mm. Um, I think it was probably though because I was a child and I wasn't really understanding like. The equi- Spider-Man is the comic book equivalent of, like, the guy that wouldn't get invited to anything. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> yeah. Oh, you protect New York? You and how many other heroes? Oh, like, what's yeah. Th- who cares? <laughs> I, <clears throat> I'd, lo- I'd love to argue with somebody about Spider-Man if you got... <laughs> I'm going to set this up. Spider-Man aficionado. I am going to set up <laughs> an episode where you argue with a Spider-Man <laughs> super fan about why Spider-Man sucks. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. Um, if you could have any superpower, which one would you have? Well, if you don't say flight or like mind control, then you're stupid. So <laughs> probably How about how about we take those ones out of the equation and do something different? Oh, then invisibility. Okay. Hey man, that's a good one too. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I, I would take uh, healing for sure. I'd do the, the oh. Wolverine healing thing. Cause yeah, but it, you should know that eternal life is a curse, right? I mean, that's... That's cool, man. It's like the moral of every vampire story ever. I'm cool, but Wolverine died, remember? Eventually. Yeah. After a long it, time. All right. See? Yep. I could do way badass things, like go jump off buildings <laughs> it'd be fine <laughs> well, I would just I would just be very subtly invisible and making a lot of money for no reason <laughs> no like, reason in particular <laughs> or no no reason that people could see you know what I mean sure like, sure why does he just own that I'm like oh don't worry about it um, what's your favorite band if you have a favorite band my favorite band is Tool Tool okay okay Least favorite band. Oh, like who Guns can you just roses. not Guns and Roses? Okay, wow. Guns and Roses. <laughs> that Axel, he's the worst. <laughs> Objectively, he's the worst. I, you know. Next question. Yes. Next question. Uh, what is your <laughs> favorite video game or franchise? Oh man, I. T- franchise probably castlevania on the whole just because i love i played a lot of castlevania games that i really loved but destiny is like the game that i play when i have a couple of hours um or destiny 2 now i guess but it's all the same game um so yeah castlevania and destiny i play i play a lot of retro games now any game that looks like it came out 30 years ago but it came out five years ago i will play that Terraria, um, did you get to play? Bloodstained, did you do Cuphead at Chasm. all? Chasm. I haven't played Cuphead yet because of the difficulty curve. Like, I'm one of those gamers that played Bloodborne for like four or five nights, and I was like, okay, okay, all right, okay. And then I got to the first boss, and I was like, I'm never gonna play this game again. Yeah, I feel that. Like, I feel that on a deep level, especially yeah. with that game. 
<laughs> and that was the easier version of the of the Souls style yeah. games, if I'm not mistaken. It, so yeah. yeah, I yeah. No. Nah. <laughs> um, what would be your least favorite video game that everyone loves? Um, least favorite video game that everyone loves. I mean, it's not that I hate Call of Duty. I feel like Call of Duty is probably bad for the gaming industry as a whole. But um, <laughs> the the game that I really don't like, it's a video game that I don't like. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's tough. Like I, I would probably say. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and just say any Nintendo first-party franchise. Like, <laughs> I don't care about Zelda. I don't care about Mario. I don't care about Metroid. I don't care about Smash Brothers. Like, I'll play Smash Brothers, but I don't care about Smash Brothers. Uh, don't care about Star Fox. Like, is it, isn't that it? Like, are there other Nintendo No, you, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you missed, like, Kirby and... And, uh, yeah, don't care about that. You know. Okay, I have a soft spot for Pokemon, but I also uh, haven't played a, a Pokemon game to completion and for like po- Pokemon's seven not years. Nintendo first though, is it? Isn't it Game Freak first? And then <clears throat> well, but Nintendo? it's only on. But you can only play it on a Nintendo. Sure, system. sure. So they have the those rights, but yeah, yeah. Or I guess my phone, but yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean that that's all right. I am a, yeah. I'm a huge Nintendo guy. I was just watching some Zelda theories about the new uh, Hyrule Warriors game coming out that looks pretty sick. But, I, and, uh, like, that's the thing. I'm, you know, I'll, I'll scroll past Nintendo rumors and stuff where they're like, new Zelda taking place 200 years before the most recent game? <laughs> and I'm like, but it doesn't matter because she'll still be named Zelda. He'll still be named Link. And it'll be all about the Triforce. So, yeah. Yeah, I do. Th- I do think the next one's going to be different, though. I think they're going to steer away from that particular sure. like story because, <laughs> and that's because of this kind of conversation. You know the right. And the, I, oh, another Zelda game. Okay, so Zelda Link, Triforce, Ganon, sick. And I don't. I don't want it to appear as though I begrudge anyone their enjoyment of that game because I don't. I just to answer your question. No. The, that <laughs> that I I'm just I'm just kind of furthering it because I you know I I yep. think about that all the time when when it comes to games like that like like when I was getting the Switch and getting Zelda and getting Mario I'm like you know this is just gonna be the same game right Josh it's just just gonna be the same thing and then my head goes yeah I don't care though <laughs> it's gonna but be fun and that's why I'm saying I don't begrudge it because like yeah. every game that I download that if, if there's a game that I paid less than forty dollars for it's a Castlevania or Metroid (laughs) that came out in the last 10 years. I'm sorry. That's just like, I own like eight of those and I'll keep doing it. So see, I would say I, I hate the last of us. I'm so over the hype of that game since the first one came out. I'm over the vampires or the, the zombies and that whole, like that whole genre. I I don't like it. I played the first game at the very end of PS3's life cycle. Mm -hmm. And I, I was not a dad at the time, but the opening sequence of the first game was like just so emotionally unfair. It was, was very like, heartbreaking. I can't. I'm not going to do this. Like I played maybe another two hours of that game and was like, I'm done with this. Like I 
yeah. I, feel, I get it. You know, like I get it, and it's impressive that they can do that. But that's not what I'm looking for in that yeah. experience. So yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even pick up the second one, no, even though I've heard nothing but positivity about it, followed by a lot of whining. But yep. Yep. But yeah, so uh, that that's fun, and you know, we'll we'll get more into those things as the episodes go on um but i i do want to kind of wrap this up because we do have another interview to get into with evan um our other co-host of the movement podcast um jesse thank you for coming on this awkward little meet and greet um (laughs) it's been a lot of fun uh it's always a pleasure for me to be here (laughs) because at the end of the day, it's all about people, and I get to hear myself talk. Ah, there it is. Are there any other parting words you would like to share with uh, with the listeners? Parting words? I don't have anything other than probably my usual sign-off, which is just, if you can, make an effort to be cool to each other. Excellent. We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back with the uh, meet and greet with Evan. All right, welcome back from the break. Uh, you are listening to the Twist My Arm podcast. This is the meet and greet episode where we uh, hang out and chat with all of the hosts of the show and all of the uh, the faces and voices that you will hear, you know, once a week, twice a week, whatever it is. Um, we just had our interview and discussion with Jesse. Um, lots of fun. He's, he's a character. Um, he's got a lot of good good life experience and he's a smart kid um he keeps me in check especially when it comes to like writing things i'll write something and he'll send me a message and be like could you do me a favor and put an apostrophe there or like change this word because it's it's not right (laughs) or it's just like can you just change this completely yeah (laughs) but he's he's wonderful and I'm, i'm glad to have him back on the show uh i'm now joined by evan our co-host of the hashtag movement podcast how you doing evan i'm doing good how are you good i am i'm good it's been a weird weekend but uh i am i am here and doing doing this little interview it's it's a lot of fun yeah yeah how about them nuggets oh Uh, yeah nuggets won today um come came back from 19 points down and there's going to be a game seven so that's going to be sweet um, Dude, Joker came out there and crushed it. Just, Especially when he th- drained that three. Just killed it. Just like, killed it. I don't know. They just need to keep doing what they're doing. Gary Harris is starting to come back healthy. And you have, if you play Michael Porter Jr., I'm not saying play him the whole game, but play him for like 25 to 30 minutes. <laughs> no, seriously. like it's Coach made a, core. It's made it. No, it's made a difference because ever since he called out Malone, Malone's like, well, I gotta, you know, I gotta put out more people out there because Murray's not gonna score forty nine every game, right? You know, but not, I, it's I, just I it's so. exciting. It's exciting yeah. to see the Nuggets doing well, and um, especially this. This reminds me of when we had um, against the wall when we had Chauncey, and we went to we were one game away from the Western Conference Finals. Yep, and we eventually, unfortunately, lost to Kobe, but they ended up winning that year. So I'm hoping that we can get to our first Western Conference Finals. We we made it to the Western Conference in 09. We we were we lost in Game Six of the Conference Finals in 09 with Chauncey. I th- 
And Did we? Yep, yep. Because we beat New Orleans in the first round, and we beat Dallas in the second round, and then we played the Lakers in the conference finals, and we lost in Game Six. Um, and it was here in Denver that we yeah. lost because uh, yeah. Kobe just went off. He's like, "Okay, I'm sick of you," and yeah. kind of took charge. Um, luckily, Clippers don't have anyone nearly as good as Kobe, so hopefully they can. Well, even today, I just felt like we had. We had our A game because you know that Kawhi's going to get his. You know that Paul George, Paul George is going to get his. But if you can limit the rest of them, yeah. you know, Harrell, all those guys, right. you're going to come out on top because you have way more playmakers. But the thing is, is they have way better defense. They have Beverly. They have Kawhi, yeah. Paul George. Hell like yeah. They have some solid def- – Harrell, you know. But if you can get out and spread out the ball, like, yeah. That's what that's what Porter Jr. is talking about, where he's like, well, if Jamal's not there and they're double covering him, you know, I'm going to be out there. They're going to leave one of us to yep. Yep. open, you know? No, I, absolutely. And as, as the listeners can hear, we are big Denver sports fans uh, on this show. Um, Jesse, Jesse uh, mentioned his love for the Steelers. Um, boo. Boo. But uh, we now have a true Denver fan here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you were born and raised in Colorado, correct? Yep. Aurora, Colorado, in the hood. In the hood. Aurora's not that bad. I'm just kidding. It's not too bad. I'm um, in the nicer part of Aurora. Yeah. It's d- not like old Aurora where it's scary. Yeah. Did you, uh, what high school did you graduate from? I went to Vista Master of High School, but my neighborhood high school is Gateway. Okay. So. Okay. That's cool. Um, and a huge Broncos fan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Season ticket holder. Love the Broncos. And people are going to be like, well, do you even like him during the shit years? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm sitting out. I'm the guy that's sitting out there every <laughs> single game, yeah. no matter what. Even when the Raiders came and kicked our ass by like 40 points in the cold, I'm still out there freezing. Yeah. No, it's. You know, through those McDaniels years where it's just, it's rough, you know? Yep. Um, Love the team. They frustrate me a lot, but I'm, I'm hopeful for the future. Sure. I think that's one thing that you and I connected on the most um, when we first met. Uh, Evan and I have known each other for about 12 years now. Yeah. Um, I think I met him I was 20. It was before I was 21. I remember that. Uh, we were working at a place called Tokyo Joe's out here, a little local. Love that place. Um, American, Japanese-American yeah. food. Something Larry like that. just took back over the company. Did he? Good for yeah. him. Yeah. He's a good guy, man. Good yeah. guy to work for. Great company. It is a good company. I really enjoyed my time there and, uh, and obviously just, I've, I've I made yeah. some friends that I've held on to for a long time from that place it was fun so. though because everybody that works there is chill the management like from the ownership down was really nice uh, good people you know so you yeah. know if you haven't eaten there go check it out yeah absolutely um, you you're a big fan of you go to other states and you go to a lot of festivals and you're you're traveling around a lot Um but you've stayed in Colorado your entire life. Yep. What what keeps you here? What what makes you want to stay here instead of going to LA mm. or going to a New York or Chicago or something like that? Well, I've lived here my whole life. I love, you know, I'm a season ticket holder for the Broncos. I, lo- I just love being here. And my family, friends are here. You know, it just comes down to what's home. And I... I love to travel, you know, but whenever I, even when I go to the different countries or different places, I'm like, yeah, this is really cool, but 
you know, I'm ready to come home. It's not home. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. We live in the most, probably the best place in the world. (laughs) And I I, I, I would arguably the best place in the world. That's for sure. It's just like I've been, I've traveled a lot of places, like 17 countries in my life. But Colorado, it's just like, I love this place. Yeah. You, uh, and you went to college out here, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, CU Denver. Okay. Yeah. So I graduated for from CU Denver with music business and sound engineering so, degree. So then that keeps you here as well. Just that yeah. um, having those connections with mm-hmm. with those guys. Yeah. Just uh, started out had my internship through Cervantes and through Adam Stroll, who's you know all those guys at Cervantes. You know, go support your local venues. They barely. Oh, man. They've started. Uh, smaller like dinner shows and everything like that it has been rough and if you ever yeah. see a show that that some sort of venue is putting on where you have to pay to get into the live stream of it oh my god just pay it just pay the ten dollars just, just pay it because these those, people are trying to survive it. they need it their venue is closing right now and it's it's so sad oh it's awful and then you know they're one of the last true independent venues left are you talking cervantes yeah yeah and you know you want to support your friends like i came up with a bunch of people whether it's like the stage crew the sound crew uh even 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 just like i worked on the street team i interned hung up posters in negative degree weather but these people came down to being my friends like you want to take care of each other because this is how the people make their living and their livelihood and absolutely you know this pandemic is totally crushed when i was seeing a like the stats, like even the big guys, like we've lost what 30,000 jobs mm. and we've lost yeah, billions in just not even a year. Just revenue crazy. For, for everyone. I mean, and yeah, just as someone that loves music and loves to go to live shows, it's, it's heartbreaking for me to see some of my favorite, like three Kings closed. Yeah. Um, it's terrible. There's, I mean, they got bought out by another company. Yeah. The guys that own, uh, I think, Oriental Theater. Okay. I think they bought it, they, so they're revamping They've been doing, uh, they did a pretty good job with uh, remodeling and yeah. revamping that venue. But, like, Bluebird is looking bad. Um, Ogden has been looking pretty bad. And, you know, you just, you just see posts from all these different venues. And, I mean, any, anything we could do as far as, I mean, I, I, you know, as far as helping them. Yeah. It, it comes down to... You know, if you, I wish I had more money to just throw at them. But yeah, if you see <laughs> live events or it's live um, streaming shows, check yeah, them out. Even, even bands that are doing it. I know Silverstein just did one that I uh, I paid the ten dollars for. Yeah. because a I love that band and I we missed out on seeing them in April this year, March, and B they're struggling just as much as everybody else is as far as getting. Um, revenue for themselves. Well, the, yeah, their, this is their, their tour is their life. That's how they live. That's, this is their nine to five yeah, like, career. So, so. so paying ten bucks to watch a two hour long show was nothing. You well, know, it, well, it yeah, was, that and then it was awesome. You're you're helping them out, but one thing that's come to controversy is Facebook. I know even the Ataris and like MXPX, they've been doing a lot of those live streams for tips and everything. And yep. Facebook is starting to s- slow the roll on that. Like, yeah, they're starting crazy. to not let you make money from streaming. Well, that and then they're it's threatening not- to delete your band's profile oh, along yeah. with everything you built. Like, yep. 
So Wait, and that and that's I haven't looked into it too much yet, but it's just that are they doing that because you're doing like if we did a live stream and yeah. we were making money on our Patreon or something, they yeah. would be able to cut us for that. Yeah. And the thing that sucks is because it's like we need a new streaming platform. We have we have some bills that have been introduced for the entertainment community that we need to get behind where you see countries like Germany, they've put up like billions of dollars and they're like the size of a state, right? To save their venues. We need to do that with, you know, obviously we're the richest country in the world. We're not, but no, but that on paper, we, everybody was like, oh, we're the richest country in the world. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, we can pay for a bunch of... We pay of, enough taxes that we can help we, some... We can pay... We pay for a bunch of bulls, right? Yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, is not to get political, is there's a bill... I'll have to look it up, and then we'll talk about it later, but there's a bill that's specifically for musicians, for relief, for venues. Yeah. Because these people... It, Obviously, if this goes away and they don't survive, like we're going to be looking at a different world where there's Com- not going to be concerts. Completely smaller bands that are trying to make it that end up getting big over time. Music just are won't not, exist anymore. Are not going to have that opportunity, right? I mean, music's just not going to exist in the way that we know it anymore. You're you're not going to have the opportunity to start a local band and go play shows. Yeah, you know, it's it's fucking sad. But yeah, we should. Let's let's move on from that. This is we're getting a little uh, off yeah. topic here. Yeah. Um, but we we are obviously very passionate about um, music and supporting your local and businesses. local artists and stuff like that. That's one thing that we love to do on this show. Um, Twist my arm is all about twisting your arm into checking something out. And you know one of the one of the big things I like to do is interview bands, um, yeah. especially Me too. bands that people haven't really heard of. And you know with your arm and checking out those bands so we've had some funny ones too yeah and and on the (laughs) movement podcast we're talking movies video games music and tv so all of those different categories in one podcast um just to kind of get our pop culture fix out there oh yeah Um, and and then obviously tma is is all about the the real interviews with the real people and and not that you know pop culture stuff isn't real but you know what i'm saying yeah yeah um i i wanted to ask what what actually, uh, what made you want to do this podcast and what drives you to keep doing the podcast? Um, you know, it's an ugly world out there right now. And even with, um, before the pandemic, it's like, you know, yeah, everybody goes through hardship, you know, in their lives, you know, I have depression, and anxiety, but this is like one thing where I come out here and, you know, I've always loved music. Hell, I even went to school for it. And, you know, it's what I'm passionate about at the end of the day. You know, it's like get to hang out with my friends, shoot the shit with people, get to interview people, you know, help people out with their careers. We've had some good interviews in the past, you know, with some some pretty big artists throughout the the music scene. And, you know, just being able to, you know, get get their names out there, help them out. I I just like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, And uh what else was I gonna? I you know I, I lost that. I think I think you answered everything in that statement. So yeah. that's, that's good. Um, and it's it's good to have someone like you. Um, that's very music uh, oriented and and someone that's gone to school um, for that sort of stuff on the show because because you know what you're talking about. I I, I yeah. have a little bit of an idea of some things and I like to babble a lot, but you know sometimes sometimes I get fact checked and. Uh, 
it, it's funny. <laughs> I don't that, always know what I'm talking about. It's funny <laughs> seeing like everything that's come true in the, in the music world. Like, cause I graduated in 2012, but if you think about it, it's, it's kind of silly thinking about it like now, but I remember studying about Spotify before this, before they even came to America and streaming the, services. And, and it's like, where, where's music coming from? Cause the CD is dying. Right. Yeah. And back in, the, in those times. And I'm like, we were debating whether or not Spotify would ever become a reality in, in the United States because the record labels were so, so like had their firm grip on the market. Right. But yeah, it's just crazy seeing all this stuff starting to come true and how people are actually getting popular off of Spotify and not just through a record label. Yeah. And they can do shit by themselves. It has, it has its ups and downs cause you reach more people, but you're getting a fraction of a penny per stream. Like you could have yeah, the number sad. one song. It's so sad. To put in perspective, like one of our main studying points was was it that song "Happy" by Pharrell, right? Okay. If you look at that, that had like three hundred million plays, right? And he made like maybe a hundred grand. Okay, oh, wow. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. The number one song of the year. And if and if three hundred million people bought that record at ten dollars a pop, yeah. that would be or so even just much a dollar, more. like you got the yeah. full dollar. But yeah, yeah, it is it is crazy how things have changed. That's um, why you gotta going back, circling back, go support your people. Like people are complaining about how expensive concerts are. That's really all they've got left. That's to all make they money. have left. And the and um, merchandise, man. I try and buy merchandise every time I go to a show, whether whether it's a T-shirt or even yeah. like a button or now, an album or something like that, because that is the way that they make their money. Yeah. Now you have the outrageous ones where it's like when those My Chemical tickets oh, came out, God. and I was like two hundred dollars. I'm like, dude, I paid less for Elton John and and that's <laughs> the Roger that's Waters. the record industry coming back. Yeah. And being like, well, we need ours too, so right. you're gonna pay this much for this these tickets. It, it's basically not to put Cronky or Altitude on on blast, but it's like any time I go to the Pepsi Center show, no matter how, oh, like, it's just so expensive. It's at least a hundred dollars. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's sad, but you know, it is what it is. Um, so for Twist My Arm, we're we're always interviewing people about like different quirks and stuff like like we talked earlier in the episode about um travis that came on last week about how he doesn't actually stream anything he doesn't like to um stream music or movies or anything like that so it was very interesting to hear him talk about it are there any quirks or weird things that you have that maybe uh not everyone else jesse said that one of his biggest quirks is uh he doesn't let people make his eggs he doesn't <laughs> that's that's the face i made but he'd like he doesn't get anything with eggs like when he goes out somewhere because he doesn't trust the way that people are going to make his eggs okay Are there any quirks like that 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 you would have mm, not really it comes down to i don't know for me with i guess with music i don't really like to it's not that i'm not open to it i don't really like to collaborate in the creative process. So I like oh, to, okay, okay. no, no. And it's not like being a little <laughs> Nazi or something, but it, I'm just not as strong as like a musician than some people. I'd rather just lay out all the groundwork and all of the song structure myself. Yeah. 
and then somebody come and be like, okay, yeah, let's collaborate. Okay, okay. That, that's basically. <laughs> I, see, it. I see. It's not like I need to have all control over this. No, I feel just, that though, because because when I I'm not like the best musician by any means. Um, I can make music. I have made plenty of music in my life, but. I am the same way where I will wait till the whole thing is done and then I'll give it to someone because, you know, like with my friend Disney, for instance, when we were in uh, the band Act Not, yeah. um, we'd be jamming and he'd be like, all right, cool. Uh, uh, play this D flat into this A sharp. And I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> or it's just like. And D, D flat and A sharp are the same. Well, but it, like, yeah. <laughs> well, it, and then it, com- it comes down to where you're just like okay i had this vision for this song and it's like if you want to build off of it you know but at the same time it's like well why don't why don't we do this or can you play this on the spot and i'm like not really i can write it and then i had to transpose it through like midi or something or i'll just go play it on a keyboard sure i don't like that feeling where i feel like you're holding somebody back like i'm gonna be stupid (laughs) or something you know, yeah. Darren, Darren Headlights, like, yeah, play this, this scale, and then just, like, throw some shit in there. And I'm like, yeah, no. Nah, I, f- I feel you. Um, that's it, it makes sense. You know, as as an artist and stuff, it's hard to collaborate sometimes, especially when you're not necessarily a professional by any means, when you just like writing but you, and you want someone to write with you. Well, it's, it's tough, yeah, because a bunch yeah. of my friends I went to school with, they're like, this is their job. Yeah. Like, right. 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 And I don't want to be that guy that's like, well, hi, hi. You know, like I can't play Anybody this. Want some and, and you're, you know, I feel like Billy Madison sometimes cause they're just like crushing it at like singing or playing. And I'm like, he's good. She's <laughs> good you know? Yeah, no, I, I get that for sure. Um, that's, that's a good, that's a good little quirk. Maybe we'll, uh, have to get you out of that sometime. Yeah. Let's do something else. Uh, get you, get you writing just, on the spot but um on the first segment of the episode with jesse i went through a list of um items to choose from yeah that kind of tell tell our listeners what side you sit on when it comes to certain things um obviously right now we know that you're a big music buff we've talked a lot about music and sports Um, yeah we we definitely like to dive into those things um especially in the football season um, but as far as other things that we talk about, um, we'll just we'll just run down the list here really quick. So, okay. so you uh, more Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars, all the way. My man, my man. Uh, Marvel or DC? Oh my gosh, Marvel! Come on. Really? Okay. So, with Marvel, I, I'm a big fan of their live action movies, but I really like DC cartoons. I hate Marvel cartoons. Yeah. I think they're awful. I don't know, like with the exception of like um, X Men back in the day and that old Spider Man, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, nineties. But yeah, I get to, you get what you mean. Like the Batman animated series was probably the best one. And any of those like Batman cartoons, the Superman no. cartoons, and I hate Superman, but some of his cartoons were good. I think he's the or biggest cop out when it comes to a superhero. <laughs> well, well, keep keep that in mind because we're going to talk about who's your, who is your favorite superhero. But I don't know. In the modern era, hang I def- on, hang on, hang on. Hold that Superman thought. Yeah. No, I'm saying just in response to your question. Oh, okay. Sorry. In the in the <laughs> in the modern era of say when I say that the last five to ten years. Yeah, Marvel is just destroying DC. Okay. Like, DC, there's hope 
with this new Batman, but they've really screwed the pooch on like a lot of movies lately. Yeah. And it sucks because I would rather have both of them be good, but you know, especially with Batman, that's one of my all time favorites, but we'll see with Robert Pattinson. I I'm hopeful for this new one. So then with, uh, with that in mind, who is your favorite superhero? Uh, Tony Stark by far. So Iron Man, okay. Iron Man okay. or, uh, or Batman. Okay. You like they're, the rich boys. They're basically like the, the rich same playboys. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh who's your least favorite superhero? For both both sides? Uh I mean sure, yeah. Um out of say the major Avengers, I'd say Captain America is my least favorite. Okay. Um and it's it's no by no means like I hate him. I'm just like he's my least favorite. Okay. Um and then Aquaman just useless Aquaman really it's useless useless not as useless as Superman Superman is my least favorite you take <sighs> the sun away from him and what is he he's just a man he's just he's just buff and has you, you good put hair. you put him on <laughs> kryptonite and he is nothing yeah dude no I Aquaman he has at least, he has the worst disguise ever it's like I just <laughs> curl my hair and just put a and did you watch the on? new Aquaman movie no see you got to watch that it, because he d- it does put a new light in uh I like Jason Momoa, but I'm like, <sighs> ah, it's good. It's a good one. I liked okay. it. Okay, I'll give it a shot. Um, all right. So, what's your favorite band? Or sorry, uh, if you could have any power, which one would you have? Ability to control time. Okay. All right. And the reason behind that is, if you think about it, like if you could go back in time, not to change anything, but to go visit people that you love that are not here with us anymore. Sure. That's that's huge for me or just the ability to slow down time where you can, you know, certainly take advantage of of the things when you can slow down time or you can, you know, and really cherish the people that you that you're with for longer. Yeah, yeah. I got you. So it's a good one. I like it. Yeah. Um, so moving on from there, what is your favorite band? And that's a tough one for for people like us that listen to a lot of music. But I'd have to go Radiohead. Radiohead, okay. Uh, least favorite band. Nickelback. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, that, that makes sense. Um, what is your favorite video game or franchise? Video well, game, well, video game or video game franchise. Well, franchise, I would say probably Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Gotta keep it classic. Okay. Or or like Madden. I buy that every year. <laughs> though it's the same fucking game, but you know, it gives me hope for the Broncos every year that I can make them great. Sure. sure. Um but favorite video game, I would have to say either Goldeneye or uh Mike Tyson's Punch Out. <laughs> All right. Those hands down, like Okay. I was super pissed when my mom got rid of Mike Tyson's Punch Out. It's worth like sixty bucks, and she sold it for a dollar at a garage sale. So I had to buy it. I paid more for that game as an adult. I paid fifty five dollars for it. Ouch! That and Ocarina of Time, I paid sixty bucks. Oh yeah, Ocarina is expensive for yeah. sure. Yeah, and I'm still I still don't even have Super Smash for the N sixty four because it's eighty five dollars. Oh yeah, I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> you can you can see I'm dating myself with you're some a, of these games. You're more of a Nintendo guy. That's that's funny. Jesse was not about any of those games. See, really? it's, it's funny to see the polar opposites here. This, there's there's a there's an eclectic group of people on the TMA network. Yeah. So yeah, with with Nintendo, it's just I don't know nostalgia of just growing up with those games and having those systems coming out and that feeling when 
when you're like, yeah, I finally got myself a Super Nintendo. Right. Like, this right. is like pure like this is ecstasy. Amazing. Yeah. You know, for sure. And playing that that Donkey Kong game on on a Super Nintendo, yep. Donkey Kong Country. That I just, was amazing. They just bro. put that on Switch, and I oh, played dude, that. Dude, it's so but. great. I have that on Super Nintendo. But nice. I digress. We'll we'll nice. talk about that a different time. <laughs> <laughs> what would be your least favorite game that everyone is obsessed over? Mm, either Fortnite. Oof, that's a good one. Minecraft. Uh, also a good one. Or um, I just never really got into those Call of Duty games. Okay. Because everybody wants, like, they're fun when you don't play them online. Sure, sure. Because I'm tired of getting killed by these kids that have their moms cut off the crust <laughs> of their sandwich, and they're, like, way better. <laughs> like, I gotcha. No, but it's, like, they're fun offline. But, yeah, Fortnite, I just don't get the appeal. They're, like, we're going to go to a marshmallow concert within the game. And I'm, like, why don't you just go to a real concert or go – hang out with some girls or like <laughs> some friends in the real world. It's like that second life game. I'm like, Oh God. They're like, yeah. my guy's in jail. You got You do the crime. You do the time, bro. I'm oh like, my Oh my gosh. But I don't know. Who am I to shit on these people? Like it's crazy to me to think about when I was, you know, playing video games and I had some friends that were video game testers mm. And now you look at like Ninja and all those guys that are making like fifteen million dollars just year. for playing games, not even testing or anything. Like just playing them, like some of these championships for esports, it's like they're making more than like golf tournaments yeah. and like um, actual like athletes, which is crazy to me. Good for them because I didn't think that gaming would would get that huge. Because if you look back, when I was looking at gaming, it was like. That movie, The Wizard, with Fred Savage oh, back yeah, in the yeah, day, yeah. where he's his autistic oh God, brother yeah. is crushing it at Super Mario Brothers, yep. you know, but you or know, like Donkey Kong or something like old school, like like tabletop like yeah. games. Like, there's a new series on Netflix called High Score. Yeah, I heard it, about that. And it talks it about good? a lot of that stuff. Yeah, um, we're gonna on the movement episode okay. we do later this week. We're gonna dive into that a little bit, but they talk about the beginning of esports and stuff like yeah. that, and it's it's really interesting to see how far it's come from late 80s and stuff um i do want to we're at about the 35 minute mark on this interview so it has been great getting to know you having a little chat um evan is on the uh hashtag movement podcast um we're trying to do it every other week it would be fun to do it every week um but schedules sometimes don't really allow for it so like last we meant to do a movement episode last uh wednesday the 7th september 7th and it just it just didn't pan out that way um there were some some things that i personally had to take care of um outside of the podcast and work and stuff so we had to kind of postpone some things um this week but Sorry, this last week, but this upcoming week, um, we're going to be doing a live, our first live episode back as the Hashtag Movement Podcast. Um, Justin will be here. Evan will be here. I will be here. Jesse will make an appearance. It's going to be a party. It's going to be live. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. So definitely be here for that. Um, uh, As far as Meet the Crew goes, this has been wonderful. Thanks for coming over here for this brief little interview. Thanks to Jesse for also doing the interview a little earlier. And it was great to, 
to get to know you guys a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. Um, anytime you guys want to make a suggestion, anything that you want to talk about or, you know, review or anything like that, feel free to shoot us an email or, you know, give us a call, leave a voicemail, or if we're live streaming, you know, shoot us a message. Absolutely. Um, you can you can visit us visit us and find all of those things at twistmyarmpodcast.com. What? We have a website. What? Shoot. If you hit up twistmyarmpodcast.com, you will find a page for Twist My Arm. You'll find a page for Movement. And soon you will find a page for Scooter's Fresh Creations, the TMA cooking show that we will be starting next Sunday. Um, it's going to be a great time. Oh, yeah. So, I'm super stoked where we're going with this, yeah. for sure. Um. Next week, we will get to know Justin and Scooter a little bit more for the TMA episode. And then after that, we're going to be doing some interviews with some people um, that have some fun little quirks that we'd like to, you know, twist your arm into listening to. Sounds good. (laughs) So, um, again, thank you, Evan, for coming. Thanks, Jesse, again, for being being here earlier. Um, If... If you'd like to get a hold of us, email us twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com. Also, again, twistmyarmpodcast.com, and you can just write us a message right there, and we'll get it um, on our on our email. So yeah. do that. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram. Um, we have a Snapchat. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, um, all sorts of different things. So just get in touch. Come say hi. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and if you have any sort of story or quirk or... Um, something interesting in your life that you would like to talk about, hit us up. It'd be good to hear. Um, Once again, my name is Josh. My name's Evan. We are the Twist My Arm Podcast. We will talk to you next week.